Happy Monday. This is Cordelia on the We Heal Together podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I am announcing today. I know I already announced on Instagram, but I am changing the podcast schedule. So I'm going to be dropping episodes every other Monday instead of every Monday. Today's episode is about body neutrality. You can check out the show notes for all citations, information, as well as I put some worksheets in the show notes as well. The next episode on the podcast drops Monday, August 9th, two weeks from today. So tune in and check that out. In the meantime, if you want to see more content from me or check out more content, check out the show notes for all the ways to follow along with me. My Instagram is at codependent recovery. So follow me on there where I post similar content. The episode will start after a brief word from our sponsors and the sponsor information is in the show notes as well. Let's get healing fam. Today's episode is brought to you by two different sponsors. They are both doggy companies, so you know that I love them. (laughs) I will, for full disclosure and transparency, as I always want to disclose that kind of stuff to you, I will earn a commission if you end up clicking through the links for either of these sponsors and making a purchase. With that being said, I prior to getting in Instagram and getting any kind of partnership with these sponsors, as well as getting my podcast, with my own money, I I bought these products on my own, out of my pocket, and I can honestly say that I like these products a lot. I, I stand behind these products, and that's the only reason that I'm comfortable partnering with them. So first sponsor is iron doggy if you follow me on instagram that's who uh, i always show like the leash in my instagram that i use on my two dogs so i love their hands-free leashes you can use them for walking or running and they're awesome for taking your dogs around even if you just have one dog they have that option but they have awesome options for two dogs as well i have linked in the show notes, the leashes that I use for my dogs, as well as provided a general link. And if you use the code HEAL10, you get an additional 10% off. The other sponsor for today's episode is Embark. Again, this is another company that I paid for out of pocket, did the dog DNA testing kits on my dogs. And I thought it was such a cool process and I was really excited for this opportunity now to partner with them. So the results came back. It took about, mine only took about two weeks, but they general, generally come back in two to four weeks. The, they test over 350 breeds of dogs. They're the most accurate dog DNA test on the market, and they're the only canine DNA relative finder. They analyze over 200,000 genetic markers, And I've put the links for those kits in the show notes. 
if you use the spring 50 code on the link that I provided to the Breed and Health Kit, that will get you $50 off. I loved finding out my dog's breeds. I thought that was so cool. So I hope you enjoy those and check out the show notes. As mentioned, I will get a commission if you click on the affiliate link and purchase through there. Welcome, welcome. As I said earlier, the podcast today is about body neutrality. So let's get right into this content. First of all, why is this important? Why are we talking about body neutrality? Bethany Myers says in her TED Talk, which I have linked in the show notes, you can show up for someone in a supportive way and you can show someone up in a divisive way. I was trying to show someone up by being the skinniest person in the room, but I wasn't showing up for how I felt. I found that quote to be really powerful and I identified a lot with that quote. As I've talked about before on Instagram and I'm sure at some point on my podcast, I have struggled with eating disorder, disordered eating for almost actually a little over half of my life at this point. As my doctor likes to say, it is in remission now, my disordered eating, but it is still something I have to work at and it's a constant struggle for me. I've always been somewhat were very much of a perfectionist. I think wanting to be thin went hand in hand in that for me. As well, I could honestly do a whole podcast, I probably should at some point, about just different triggers and different areas that I've struggled with. But my big thing and why I wanted to do a podcast on this topic is I think body neutrality is really important. And I think it's really an awesome topic for anyone. You don't have to have struggled with eating disordered or disordered eating for, to benefit from learning about this topic and educating yourself about it. Especially... For anyone out there who's listening who never really got into the positive vibes only mindset. By that I mean you may have seen, as I have seen, a lot of body positivity content that is all about love your body, love your body, love your flaws. And to me, I find that very similar to the crowd and the folks that say positive vibes only oh just be happy oh don't be negative 
on paper, all these things sound amazing. It sounds amazing to have positive vibes all the time. It sounds amazing to love your body all the time. It sounds amazing to love your flaws all the time. My issue with both of those kind of movements is neither are realistic. For starters, in the positive vibes only camp, that's not realistic. Some people have mental illnesses. Some people have depression. Some people live in poverty. Some people are fighting systemic racism. Some people are dying. Some people have chronic illnesses. You're not any less of a person because you're not able to be happy all the time. It's not realistic. You're not a robot. It's not, it is not normal to have positive vibes all the time. On the same wavelength, on paper, being confident. Yeah, that sounds great. 24-7. It's not realistic. It's not realistic to love your body all the time, constantly. Love your flaws all the time constantly. Being confident 24-7, there's not one person, I'm sure, who could honestly say they wouldn't love to be confident 24-7. But pressuring people to be confident 24-7 and love their body 24-7 backfires because then you're not feeling, first of all, On the days that you don't love your body, now you not only don't love your body, but now you're feeling bad because everyone around you seemingly is doing this body positivity, body love movement. And what's wrong with me? Why why can't I just love my body like everybody else? Body neutrality is a shift away from this need to like chase loving our bodies, chase feeling sexy, chase sexiness. And it also is really pivotal because it gives you the power and it might for some people involve saying like, I don't agree that this particular aspect about myself is beautiful, but I also don't think every aspect of myself has to be beautiful, has to be aesthetically pleasing. In general, I think it's really important that we talk about these things as well because a lot of the body positivity movement, it really fails to recognize a lot of societal and systemic things that are going on. So one reason I think it's really important is it's so easy For people to say, love your body, just love your body. But the world is really full of bias and it makes it very hard to live in a world that's kind of built against you. So for example, just one example of bias, there's a medical bias. Link, as always, is in the show notes. Two thirds of Americans are considered overweight or obese. And by that, I mean defined as a body mass index or a BMI of 25 or greater. By the way, don't get me started on the BMI, guys. That that will be a whole podcast. So let's let's just pause. But just keep that in your mind. However, even though that's two thirds of Americans, oftentimes people find it hard to 
find a chair to accommodate them or find a cuff size in for blood pressure at the doctor's office that accommodates them or folks will have doctors dismiss health concerns or chalk everything up to being overweight in one study of over 300 autopsy reports obese patients were 1.65 times more likely than others to have significant undiagnosed medical conditions on top of this media and society it's essentially whitewashed beauty i understand the irony of me as a white woman lecturing you on this but i am Simply, I've cited the sources and I'm providing you the information and I'm providing you the knowledge to have. Images of white women dominate the media, especially roles or depictions featuring quote unquote beautiful or desirable women, more so than the chunky best friend or the hired help or the funny sidekick, or whatever other stereotypes. Many companies, including L'Oreal, have come under fire for digitally lightening skin color and hair color of black women featured in advertisements, including Beyonce. And the the media in general and society has portrayed thin white women as the standard of beauty. I found this to be really interesting, this quote. So the connection between beauty and spirituality took a more prescriptive turn in the Middle Ages with the rise of Christianity in Europe. Now women were exhorted to appear pure and virginal forever young. Light features like blonde hair, blue eyes, and fair skin were believed to be physical manifestations of the light of God. Starting around the 15th century, colonizers went to Africa, Asia, Latin America, and they introduced the idea of whiteness is good and nothing's better than white. If you were white, you had better economic well-being, you had good employment and education attainment. Skin tone has had long has long had class connotations. Lighter skin was associated with belonging to a higher class because a woman with fair skin clearly led a very different life to that of a bronze laborer. I put this out there and I lay this out there for you to realize the importance of shifting to a body neutrality mindset because the body positivity movement just acts like this world doesn't exist. The media and society is pushing one image as beautiful. As a white woman, I have even found it hard in this constant chase of being sexy and beautiful. But I cannot imagine what all women of different races and disabled folks and all all kinds all humans what everyone must feel when this one image this one 
thin white woman is praised as ideal and then you're telling everybody love your body love your body love your body so that is where body neutrality comes in what is it bethany myers says some days we feel good about our body some days we feel bad about our body all days we respect our body Body neutrality promotes acceptance of your body as it is, and it encourages you to recognize its abilities and non-physical characteristics over your appearance. It aims to decentralize the body as an object by challenging the myth that the way you look drives your worth. It also creates room to step back from body conversations in general. You take a neutral perspective towards your body, which means you're moving away from the idea that you have to cultivate love for your body or make an effort to love it every day. Instead, you focus on what you do with your body and how you think and feel. So this might mean moving your body because it feels good and you enjoy the movement and not to burn off food you've eaten. It also might mean listening to your body to know when to stop or to take a day off. You listen to your body and you let it guide you. Lauren Sharkey says, essentially, body neutrality aims to encourage you to accept the body you are in and focus on its achievements rather than its appearance. For example, think about how powerful your arms and legs are rather than their size. Most importantly, the movement doesn't want you to berate yourself on the days where you don't feel like loving any part of yourself. Another psychologist writes, body neutrality is a much more radical concept than body positivity or acceptance. It goes a step further to ask an important question. Why all the fuss about the body? The sentiment is, let's get over bodies already and focus on more important matters. Especially for people who have gone their whole life hating, your, hating their bodies. For those folks, you can't go straight from hating yourself to loving yourself. Therefore, body neutrality makes a lot more sense for the majority of people. The negative voice is still going to be there. Those negative thoughts may be there, but it's a different way to be able to turn down the volume. The focus is what can your body do, not how does my body look. The point is, please, if you listen to nothing else, listen to this. The point is beauty is not the biggest accomplishment that you can have as a human being. On the flip side, body positivity movement, that encourages you to love and feel good about your body no matter what it looks like. That is the movement that's saying everyone is beautiful. Body neutrality is saying you may not love your body day in and day out, and that's absolutely okay you can accept your body just as it is and you don't have to love it body neutrality 
where did it start? Let's look at its origins. It emerged from the margins of the body positivity movement in response to a few concerns. One, conventionally attractive white non-disabled folks were taking over the concept of body positivity and that was pushing people of color, people with larger bodies, disabled folks to the fringes. People began to point out that body positivity still emphasized physical appearance as a large component of self-worth. Experts, along with people who found it difficult to veer sharply from body hate to body love, began to outline some negative effects as well of body positivity. Miranda Park writes, while body positivity began as a movement that encouraged people to take pride in their bodies, Eurocentric beauty standards, many have argued, have now morphed it into a culture that perpetuates that same ideal. What are some examples of body neutral mantras? I am more than my appearance. The way I look is just one of the many facets that make me me. I don't need to feel attractive at all the times to be happy or to live my best life. Sometimes I'll find myself more attractive and sometimes I won't. That's okay. My worth and lovability don't depend on my looks. I don't feel great about my body today. That's okay. I'm not going to talk bad about my body though. I deserve to rest from exercise. This is my body and I accept it. My thighs are strong and help me walk. My arms allow me to hug my doggies or my kitties. Here's some questions that you can ask yourself. If you find yourself constantly thinking about losing weight and what you see in the mirror, I want you to take a step back and ask a big picture question. What makes your body work and feel good and function best? Think about the last time you worked out. What was your motivation for working out? Were you doing it because you felt guilty or were you punishing yourself? What are the motivations behind your exercise? If you find yourself focusing on a specific body part, stomach, arm, thighs, Focus in on that body part. So, for example, your arms. I want you to think, what does this body part help me do? What do, what do my arms help me do? Is there anything good this body part does? Is there anything good that my arms do? Is there any space for me to respect and value and honor this body part or my body as a whole? Think of a friend. Think of a loved one. What would you say if you heard your friend talk about their body how you talk about yours? Who do you surround yourself with and what do you surround yourself with? Are you around people that talk about their body, your body, other people's bodies? What impact does that have on you? Who do you follow on social media? 
What shows do you watch? What magazines do you read? Think about all those things. And, and as a whole, what messages are they sending you about what particular body type you should have? Are you only seeing one body type over and over and over again? How are you being told to look? Who is represented? How do you feel about food? Is it nourishment? Is it punishment? Is it a form of control? How much time do you spend thinking what you wish your body would look like? I'm going to go through a few tips to work in the direction of being more body neutral. Number one, rephrase self-talk. So shift conversations away from your body, your shape, your weight, the calories you're eating. Choose the content you absorb wisely. So clean up your social media, clean up what content you're absorbing. Focus on your health versus how you look. Work on being neutral instead of loving or liking your body. Reevaluate how you choose food. Choose food based on how you feel and how you think you should eat. Work on not restricting or eating to manipulate your weight. Rethink exercise. Any activity that you really enjoy. This could be walking your dog. This could be dancing. This could just be you by yourself walking around. Step away from judging exercise based on calories and how much you're burning. Does it make you feel good? And also, listening to your body when it needs rest. Get rid of clothes that don't fit you. For folks that are larger bodied, I also included in the show notes there's like a screenshot that I saved of this and I found this online and I think it's awesome. I had never even thought about this before, but when I was researching, I came across this and I wanted to include this in the pot in the podcast. There was a lot of people that I came across when I was reading online that were saying they struggle with being body neutral because a lot of like medical bias and a lot of things that happen at the doctor's office. I came across this. Uh, it's like a picture that somebody created and it's helpful phrases at the doctor o- doctor's office. You can say these things to your, to the doctor, to the nurse at a doctor's office. If you are, struggling with this and you are wanting to be more body neutral and it's really empowering to be able to have some tools to be able to stand up for yourself and be able to be like I'm fine with my body the way it is and I just want to be treated how a quote-unquote thin per thinner person or thinner human would be treated here are the the questions Show me a study where a majority of subjects succeeded at the amount of weight loss you're suggesting. 
Do thin people get this health problem? What do you recommend for them? Due to a low rate of success and serviceable side effects, including death, weight loss surgery is not an option. The research I've seen shows the vast majority of people who attempt weight loss fail and many actually gain weight long term. Please provide me with evidence-based medicine and the opportunity for informed consent. Shame is bad for my health and I would ask you to first do no harm and provide me with shame-free health care. In our limited time, I'd like you to focus on fill in the blank with what I came in for. Finally, I added three total worksheets to, and they're linked in the show notes and they're for you to use. So feel free to access those. One of those has the phrases that I just read off for helpful phrases at the doctor's office. I hope you find this helpful and I hope you find this timely as we are in the midst of the summer and bikini season and whatever. There's a lot of pressure and I wish all of you so much love and so much hope and I'm proud of all of you for working on yourselves and working on your recovery. A new podcast will drop in two weeks. August 9th, Monday, August 9th. Woo! I'll talk to you guys then. Have a wonderful day. Bye!